Hello and welcome to the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation. I am the transportation anchor and reporter and uh, traffic guy for Denver 7 News in Denver, Colorado, Jason Luber. And if you want to get a hold of the show, here are some easy ways to do it. You can either email us at drivingyoucrazypodcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 303-832-0217. I don't know why I keep saying us when it's just me here in my basement behind the microphone. Uh, but, but there you go. Usually I have a co-host, whether it was Joseph uh, Peters, who actually he used to be my boss, one of them, and now he's not anymore. He's shifted his schedule a bit. And instead of being the evening show executive producer, he is now the producer of the 5 p.m. newscast, which will, I'm sure, give him a much better schedule where you go in basically from 9 to 6 every day is your schedule. It's a pretty good schedule if you're going to be working in TV. And uh, so, boom, good for good for Joseph. And he doesn't have to worry about uh, being a manager anymore for people like the likes of me. Well, I guess he really was well, because he was in the evening and I'm in the morning. So, anyway. And sometimes Nicole Brady uh, sits in here on the show. She is one of our anchors and reporters for Denver 7 News. But frankly, the quality of the Zoom audio isn't that great. And I didn't want to do phone calls with them because then it sounds like a phone call. And I wanted to be able to see them because they're, when, when you're working with a partner, it really helps to be able to see that person so you can... Do non-verbal cues to that person who goes, who doesn't go, what's going on. It's just it really it really is helpful. But uh, I didn't think the quality was all that great. And may, when we get back into the studio, I think it would be good to get back. But maybe we'll do a couple of shows uh, together. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, that's just uh, the way it is. So it's so it's just me. And in just a bit, I will have a phone call interview. What uh, I'm actually anticipating, it's going to be a fun conversation with a couple of hot doggers, real hot doggers. I'm scheduled to speak with Katie Ferguson. She's also known as Ketchup Katie. And with Rachel All, a.k.a. Relish Rachel, they are two of the Oscar Mayer hot doggers who drive the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile across the country. Well, one of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobiles. There are multiples of them. And they uh, take them around the country, and they show them off and take them to different events or, or just maybe your backyard party, whatever. Uh, and you can uh, see the see the hot dog, see the big Wienermobile. Well, they have stopped here in Denver, so I thought it was a perfect opportunity to discover what's it like to drive a giant hot dog and, and to be in it all the time and to show it off and to see uh, just to see what, what it's like and to see what those girls are up to. Anyway... So that should be coming up in just a bit, and I think it's going to be a uh, fun and informative and uh, enlightening interview. So there you go. Driver's license photos notoriously are the worst, right? Well, there was one woman from Tennessee who was stunned when she got her new license back in the mail. And imagine opening up your envelope with your new driver's license in it. And, and you and you look at the picture, because that's the first thing you want to see on your driver's license, and you don't see yourself, you actually see a picture of an empty chair. <laughs> Jade Dodd says when she called to report the mistake to the DMV, the lady at the motor vehicle department there did not really believe what was happening. 
and did not believe Jade's story. She said, hey, I need to have my license fixed. And then the DMV lady looked it up and actually could see that the picture was not of Jade, but of an empty chair. And then she agreed to call the manager to help out. (laughs) The Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security told CNN the error happened when the wrong image was captured and saved to her profile. They immediately made things right. They made a new license with her actual photo, sent it off to her in the mail. But Jade's boss really had the bad dad joke of the whole situation, thinking it's really funny. So Jade was at work. And he, she had already told her boss about the whole story. And uh, so the boss pointed out at a chair outside his office door and says, Hey, I thought that was you. So I waved at it this morning. And Jade said, Great, thanks. <laughs> Apparently she didn't think it was all that funny. So, hey, at least your picture is better than that of just a empty chair. Here's a sign of maybe things to come. American Airlines is considering ending service to 30 small cities across the U.S. as travelers continue to stay home because of the virus. They won't make any changes until the minimum flight service requirements under the federal coronavirus aid package or the the CARES Act until it ends on September 30th. The fact that American Airlines is considering ending service to so many destinations, it's actually indicative of just how bad the situation really is for the airlines, and people really aren't talking about it. Far fewer people are flying this year than last, obviously, with the latest TSA screening data showing the numbers hovering around 30% of last year's levels. And of those travels who are flying, they're, they're predominantly going to vacation. It's not really business travelers. It's, it's basically non-existent. And, and few accept any corporate travel to return in really significant numbers until at least maybe middle of next year, maybe not even until 2022. So it leaves most of the U.S. airlines in, in a, bit of a, a bit of a bind as they, as they continue to serve most of the cities on their route map because they have to because of the CARES Act even though they're flying maybe half full planes of what they what they had back in 2019. And it's going to be happening to every airline, not just American. All of them are considering similar cuts this fall as soon as they can and as soon as they don't have to keep flying to all of the cities that they were flying to get that CARES Act money. American has already ended service to Oakland. It was the first U.S. airline to permanently drop a city after coronavirus. They haven't indicated what cities it would cut this fall, but I imagine they're going to be airports that are close to other airports, like uh, like maybe Colorado Springs to Denver. I don't think that, or Miami and Fort Lauderdale, close airports like that. The three airports in the New York City area, they'll probably drop one uh, of those airports as well. So that's most likely what will happen because they're not going to see the business travel like they had seen over the last year, two years, several years. And under its latest forecast, the International Air Transportation Association, they they don't expect air travel to really return to uh, 2019 levels for another five years till somewhere around 2024 or 25. So we are going to see really big hits to the airlines, unfortunately. 
And I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And that means airline pilots and flight attendants and the ramp rats and all the other people that are associated with airports and airplanes and airlines are going to be affected. And we're going to see, I, I really think we are on the tip of, I wouldn't say calamity, catastrophe, but it it, it seems that everybody is so, uh, not everybody, I guess, but there there are so many people that are seeing the world right now through eh, not quite rose-colored glasses, but I think there are bad times ahead. Um, it, it just it just feels that way, unfortunately. Even though the stock market is raging up higher and uh, there are some businesses that have come back, but there's going to be a lot that won't, and there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to be closing down. There's actually a, a restaurant closing in downtown Denver. It just closed this past weekend. And it was the restaurant, it was open for 23 years. And it had been open for just about a year when my wife, now wife, then uh, acquaintance, uh, asked me to lunch to go to this uh, restaurant called Rialto Cafe. And we went to lunch and it was really nice. And she's now my wife. And so 22 years later, that restaurant has now closed for good because they're not seeing any business in downtown Denver. They're not seeing the foot traffic. They're not seeing all the people that they used to see in the office buildings and milling around downtown and the travelers. And it's a, a sign of what is still to come. And it's not just going to be for the people that were working at the restaurant. There were people that were working in that restaurant still to this day when, when we went to our first date back 22 years ago. And so... You're having that the landlord is now going to have not and won't have any income uh, because that uh, the building owner is is not going to have that space rented, and then you're not going to have the economic activity for the city with the sales tax and other spending that happens after you go to a restaurant and it's just there there there's a snowball effect to this whole thing and the snowball is unfortunately just getting rolling. All right, I need somebody in Fort Wayne by the way to do something for me. Because the city of Fort Wayne, they're going to be testing a new app that's going to allow people on bikes to keep your ride going with more green lights. The app is called Give Me Green, and it links to the traffic signals with a smartphone. And it really senses when somebody on a bike is within 300 feet of an intersection, and it's supposed to send out a signal. This app on your phone is supposed to send out a signal to the next traffic light to then change the light to green. Now, it doesn't mean the light will be green when you get to the intersection, but they say it'll be much sooner than if you just rode over to the little walk button and pushed the button and pushed it. Obviously, it's a lot faster if you just blow through the red light and just keep on riding, but it will be <laughs> a way to get through the light. They say green lights a little bit faster with this app called Give Me Green, on your phone as you're, as you're riding your bike. Because the city believes, Fort Wayne believes, that the technology will improve the rider experience, whether you're on a leisurely ride or your daily commute. Apparently, they think a lot of people are commuting on bikes in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Now, what the city is looking for are bike riders to download and use the app as a test and then send your feedback to the city. This technology is currently at an intersection around Fort Wayne, 
It's the second city to test the app, which was developed by Census Networks. And the first test market was Santa Clarita, California. Makes sense that a city in California where you have better weather all the time to use an app like this. Of course, the first idea that popped in my head when I heard about this app is, why can't I download this app and use it while I'm driving? Right? What, what, how, how does it know that I am on a bicycle and I'm not in a car or walking or running or whatever? How can it, it determine that I am on a bike? That's what I want to know. So I want I would want it, somebody, maybe somebody there, anybody listening in and around Fort Wayne, Indiana, if you would go ahead and, and take your phone and, and download Give Me Green... That's the app, the name of the app. Download that and give it a try. Drive up to an intersection and see if it will change the light from red to green or at least make the light shorter so it will change a little bit faster. See what happens. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You get through the light a little bit faster, right? Just All right, this is... Uh, maybe I should use this as a disclaimer. This is a This is a test for entertainment purposes only. And of course, you're going to be doing some research as a pseudo-journalist, as a deputized journalist for us here on the Driving You Crazy podcast. That way, we can know if this technology can be used in cars, or it can be used on uh, with a bike, or when you're walking, or on one of those little scooters. Why can't you ride a scooter? Get on a lime or a, a, a bird scooter. And then use that app and see if it'll change the traffic light to green a little bit faster. I, I think that, that is the that is the test right there. So somebody there in and around Fort Wayne, Indiana, please do us a favor and download that app. Give me green and test it out in your car. And uh, then you can let us know. You can get all the contact l- l- links again right here on the description of the podcast. So... That's your that's your uh, assignment, America. Get after it. One of the most unique and I think beloved vehicles on the road is the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. The vehicle makes stops all across the country, and it has stopped here in Denver, making this the perfect opportunity to find out what's it like to drive and to drive in and be around the iconic Wienermobile. Joining me now are two of the hot doggers, Katie Ferguson, also known as Ketchup Katie, and Rachel All, also known as Relish Rachel, who are driving with the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile across America. Katie and Rachel, thanks for being here on the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. Hi there, Jason. Thanks so much for having us. So before we get to some of the great stories that you both must have driving and being around the Wienermobile, let's find out about Katie and Rachel. Tell me about where you're from and how you got into being a hot dogger. Yeah, absolutely. So this is Rachel speaking. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I went to Penn State University. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile program actually recruits at college campuses across the nation so it actually came to Katie and my college college campus, and uh, we were fortunately selected to be one of, I guess, two of 12 hot doggers across the country. But Katie, you didn't go to Penn State. You went to Missouri, right? Yeah, I went to the University of Missouri, and I'm initially from Chicago. But like Rachel said, 
Um, the program came recruiting at our colleges, and we both knew after the first info session that it was definitely a dream job for us. <laughs> really? Because, Katie, I read that you have a degree in mass media communication with minors in Spanish and history. I mean, is this what your parents thought you'd be doing after graduation? I think my parents knew that I was never destined for a desk job. Um, and actually, funny enough, my grandmother drove across the U.S. when she was also 22, promoting hot dogs of a different brand. So it was kind of like a legacy thing for me. Oh, very nice. What about you, Rachel? Is this something that your parents thought was going to be uh, in your destiny? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page with Katie here. I'd like to say I'd always had an appetite for adventure. So driving the Wienermobile across the country is definitely something I think my parents uh, saw me doing. Did you two know each other before you got hooked up together to drive the Wienermobile as a team? No, actually, we met about five weeks ago at Hot Dog High, and since then, we've been together 24-7. <laughs> and it's been great. Yeah, <laughs> has it been great? Because you never know when you just get hooked up with a t another teammate or another roommate, if you will, and, uh, and you're spending a lot of time with that person. Yeah, it, it actually has been great. Um, as you can imagine, this is such a unique experience. We go through things that not everyone understands, and sometimes it's just really nice and comforting to have that one person there for you. And at the end of the day, you can talk about your adventures and you can talk about your struggles and your successes with that person. Now you mentioned, you both mentioned that you met at this program called Hot Dog High. Obviously that has to be the training program for this, uh, for to drive and to be around the Wienermobile and, and be an ambassador for it. So what's the training like? So Hot Dog High is two weeks of nonstop fun. Um, we meet 20 of our coworkers who quickly become our best friends because there are also nine planters peanutters who drive the nutmobile, so we hang out with them as well. So we spend two weeks in a hotel in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, learning the ins and outs of being a hot dogger, learning how to drive the Wienermobile, and of course, buns and buns of puns. <laughs> Obviously, you do <laughs> lots and lots of puns. Um, what, so what's it like? How do you How do you learn to drive this uh, obviously not normal vehicle. So it takes quite a bit of training. Um, like Katie said, it's a two-week program, so we dedicate a lot of that time to driver's training. We actually work with the Madison Police Department. Um, some of the retired police officers drive us around town. Uh, it's kind of like driver's, driver's training, but amplified a hundred times. There's cones in a parking lot and we have actually six wienermobiles so you'll see all six of them in the parking lot driving around i'm speaking with katie ferguson also known as ketchup katie and relish rachel uh rachel all a couple of the oscar meyer hot doggers who are driving across the country in one of the oscar meyer wienermobiles now you mentioned there are several of these wienermobiles around the country so what is really the goal here when you're when you're driving around do you, do you, do you just uh, just hang out in one town for a couple weeks and and i mean what's what's the day like and what are the weeks like as being an ambassador for the wienermobile so as hot doggers we like to say that our mission is to drive miles and miles across the us so like rachel said there are six wienermobiles and all of us are in cities for one to two weeks, typically two weeks. And while we're there, we just do various events, whether it's, you know, festivals and concerts or birthday party drive-bys and nursing home visits. We do a little bit of everything and we just like to make people smile. But there really aren't a whole lot of festivals and fairs and things happening right now because of COVID. So how has that really changed? I'm sure that you were both recruited and probably signed up before the lockdown and the COVID happened. So how how are you out going to... to 
events when really there aren't that many events. Yeah, I, I definitely this year is a little different, but instead of doing the big parades and festivals and fairs like we've done in the past, we're focused on smaller events, more so grassroots events and marketing. Um, like Katie mentioned, we do a lot of birthday drive-bys. We do socially distanced nursing home visits. Something that we've really enjoyed lately is um, outdoor concerts where everyone's socially distanced and then we park far away. So if people would like to see the Wiener Mobile, they still can. So can I remember this was maybe a year or two ago. Uh, the Wienermobile was over at my local grocery store. And so I visited with the hot dogger there. And that person told me that not, not only are there several vehicles like this in the country, that I think there is one that is the like the vehicle and then all the others are replicas. How uh, it, have you seen the original one or, or how does that work? So Oscar Mayer actually created the Wienermobile in 1936. And since then, there have been um, a multitude of iterations of the Wienermobile. So the oldest in existence is the 1952 version, and that is in a museum in Dearborn, Michigan. But um, all of the ones that we have right now, all six of our Wienermobiles are, I guess, replicas of each other. There's not necessarily one main one, unless you count the oldest one, the 1952 version. I'm speaking with Katie Ferguson, also known as Ketchup Katie, and Rachel All, Relish Rachel, a couple of the Oscar Mayer hot doggers driving across the country in the Wienermobile. So let's talk about the vehicle itself. I, when I saw it for myself, it was a little bit more trashed on the inside than I thought it would be. Uh, tell me about the inside of the vehicle. How is it laid out? Is it like a camper? Is it just like a regular car? Just, just t walk me through when you get into whatever door you go into. T take me through that process. Absolutely. We love the inside of the Wienermobile. We actually get asked a, that question a lot if we sleep in it. And our favorite response to that is no, the Wienermobile is not a weenie bago. Uh, we stay in hotels, so you won't find a bed in the Wienermobile. However, you will find six seats. Um, they're plush seats with ketchup and mustard designs on them. You'll see a ketchup and mustard floor, a flat screen TV, a blue sky, because there's always blue skies in the Wienermobile, as well as our bun roof instead of a sunroof. And besides our driver's seat, we also have our shot bun instead of shotgun. Gotcha. So when you walk in, do you walk into the side like you would an RV or do you get into the driver's side like you would any other regular car? So you walk in on the uh, passenger side or the shotgun side and there's a gull wing door that swings outwards and you walk in and there's a little aisle that you walk up to get to the driver's seat. So the inside kind of looks like a small bus. Oh, okay, so there, but and so there is room for snacks or or you maybe you have a little refrigerator in there. So if you need to keep some cold drinks or or have some food, then then you have that available for you, right? I mean, we do have a cooler, yeah, but there's no fridge or anything like that. Okay, so how does it drive? Obviously, it's longer than a regular car. You're probably used to driving a regular car. So how different is it when you first got into it and got behind the wheel and took it out on that test track and then compared to what's it like just driving on a road with so many other cars around you? Yeah, so the Wienermobile is 27 feet long, or as I like to say, 60 hot dogs long. So it is a little different, but once you're in it and once you're used to driving it, it's not too different from just driving a big van. Uh, we also like to say she's pretty aerodynamic. So when you are going down the hot dog highways, she does drive pretty smoothly. Those 60 hot dogs, are they bun length? 
Yeah, yes, they are. <laughs> of course, they are. Is, is it? Does it feel different than driving a big van? I'm sure. When, and I've when I've driven a big van or a moving van, something like that, it, it sways a little bit. Does this also sway when you're making a turn? Does it feel like it might just all of a sudden roll over on its side bun? Um, honestly, no. She has a pretty good turn radius. Of course, when you're going up to speed on the highways, if there's a big gush of wind you can feel it a little bit um but overall she does drive smoothly one of my favorite things about driving the hot dog is everyone's beeping at you everyone's waving at you i mean i've been driving down the highway and i've seen someone take their hands off the steering wheel to film a video of us with both of their hands um on the camera so it's always an adventure I'm speaking with Rachel All, Relish Rachel, and Katie Ferguson, also known as Ketchup Katie, a couple of the hot doggers driving the Wienermobile across America. So this, uh, the vehicle, as you talked about, the looks that you get, uh, I'm I'm sure that it it stops traffic also when you're at a uh, stoplight that people are just probably wanting to uh, roll down the windows and stick their head out and try to take as many pictures as, as they can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've seen people stop at a stoplight and get out of the car and take pictures, which we really do not encourage. Um, we have people pull along or pull off over the interstate and take pictures of us and wave and beep. And so it's really fun um, to see how happy it makes people. But again, we encourage safe driving practices when you see the Wienermobile because we're trying to be safe as well. So you guys are obviously staying in hotels. As you said, you can't stay in the Wienermobile. So is this, um, is you're just picking any random hotel or are you, are you, too, are you uh, being... Uh, helped along by somebody at Oscar Mayer that is arranging all your stops? So our very first hotel was picked out by somebody else, but um, now we're responsible for booking all of our hotels. And it's fun because we get to take a little bit of creative liberty and uh, find some really cool places to stay. Like we're staying at somewhere pretty cool in Denver right now. We're headed to Jackson, Wyoming next. We're going to look for maybe some sort of mountain lodge. So it's been really fun to kind of make connections with, you know, hotel managers and stuff and because they love to have the Wienermobile there. Uh, are there any restrictions to how, like, could you stay at the Broadmoor where it's like four or $500 a night, or do you have to stay at a Motel 6 where they're leaving the light on for you? Of course we do have a budget. Um, but like Katie said, a lot of the hotel managers and of course their guests like to see the Wienermobile. So we're lucky enough to be able to um, display the Wienermobile and use that to kind of get us some really nice hotels. So how do you guys then not, go to the same places as the other uh, Wienermobiles? Do you all have a region of the country that you're supposed to be in and you can just go anywhere in that region? Yes, great question. You are exactly right. So Katie and I are technically the South region. There's also the West, Southeast, Central, Midwest, and East. So that makes up all six regions. Um, you might be wondering why Katie and I aren't Yeah, this is not the South by any means. Yeah, we are slowly working our way down there. So we start in Madison, Wisconsin. That's where training is. And we take our time. We trickle down south. And so hopefully within the next few weeks, we'll be we'll be down there. You know, I, I am, you know, I'm the traffic guy here for Denver 7 News. And, you know, I'm pretty good with maps and things. And, and I know that um, if you go from Madison, Wisconsin south, you don't get anywhere near Wyoming or Colorado. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> sometimes our regions can be flexible, ah, so okay. we are just going where the events are, and we're going where our bosses want us to go, and we are having a great time doing it. Ah, great. All right, so tell me about the process. When you were in college, you're getting close to, and, and Rachel, have you graduated already? 
Yep, I graduated with a degree in advertising and public relations with minors in history and international studies and business. See, there you go. Both of you are are basically in the advertising, communications, marketing uh, yep. side of things. So uh, when, when you were there it, seeing the Oscar Mayer people come to your campus, uh, what what was their selling point? What was the best part about the selling point? What sold you on wanting to do this for at least uh, however long you can do it? Yeah, great question. So first, it's a year contract. So um, I would definitely do this job for the rest of my life. I think it's the best job in the world. But after a year, it's time for us to move on. Um, but to answer your question, I think two main reasons. Once I, I mentioned before that I love traveling. I think I do have an appetite for adventure. So traveling the United States in a 27-foot-long hot dog was very appealing to me. Um, additionally, the Wienermobile is basically a PR firm on wheels. So we're doing a lot of event planning. Like Katie said, we book our own hotels. We contact media. We do a lot of media pitching. So the experience that you get with the Wienermobile is really invaluable. Hmm. And it was that experience that I really wanted. No, those are obviously really good points because any kind of experience then you can bring, especially unique and different experiences that other people don't have in a job market like this, where it's going to be a lot more competitive over the next year, two years, three years as COVID's going on, it will set you apart, I'm sure, for uh, any kind of position that comes available. Yeah, we hope so. It's definitely a very unique experience. We were hired out of 3,000 applicants, so we're super lucky to have this job. And you said you get to be a hot dogger for a year. So why do they change out the hot doggers every year? Are there any more that have been around longer than a year? And can you re-up? That's just kind of the way it's always worked. The hot dogger program is in its 33rd year. And I think that they just like to get new faces in every year, give 12 more college grads an, an opportunity to have this incredible experience. I'm speaking with Katie Ferguson, Ketchup Katie, and Rachel All, Relish Rachel, hot doggers for the Wienermobile. So let's get to some of the great stories that you must have being in and around the Wienermobile. Tell me some of the most memorable things that have happened when you are not only just driving, obviously people trying to take your picture, but is there anything else that's memorable that happened while you were driving or while you're stopped somewhere, somebody trying to a a attack the Wienermobile or try to jump in or, or unique things that have happened? Well, I will say every day in the Wienermobile is an adventure, but probably one of my favorite memories so far was at our very first event in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, we met a very nice gentleman named Colin. He is a what we like to call a Frank fanatic. <laughs> he traveled 200 miles to see the Wienermobile. And you can actually track us on our app, the Wienermobile app. So he followed us on the app and he was, he knew all the facts about the Wienermobile. I mean, he knew the dimensions, he, he knew the history. And it was just so touching to see him so excited to see the Wienermobile. I mean, he even told us that it was one of the best days of his life. So to be able to make those connections with people and learn about people's stories, that's what really makes the job special and worth it. And uh, are you documenting this in any way? Are you taking stories like that and documenting it on a Facebook page, Instagram, something like that? Yes, yes, absolutely. We each have our own Instagrams. Mine is at Relish Rachel. Katie's is at Catching Up With Katie. Catching with spelled with a K. Um, and we post our adventures. We post the people we meet and their stories. And um, it's great to look at and see what we're doing. And you can catch up with us that way. Katie, do you have any interesting stories that you wanted to share? Yeah. So actually, um, just yesterday, we got to do a really, really cool thing. 
um, I'm a pretty avid rock climber and coming out to Denver, I was like, I know there are a lot of climbers out here. So I had reached out to um, kind of an idol of mine, Maureen Beck, and she was National Geographic's Adventure of the Year last year. She's a super cool climber. And so um, I reached out, I was like, hey, let me give you a ride to um, the climbing area in the Wienermobile. And she accepted immediately. And so yesterday we got to ride out to a really cool climbing spot out in Clear Creek Canyon and we got to climb with her for a day. So that was kind of a dream come true for me. Yeah, it's uh, when people uh, get into the television business, especially as as young kids, they usually have to start in smaller markets and then move their way up to a larger market. And I tell them that that's actually a great way to see the country and experience the different areas of the country because every place is a little bit different. I mean, obviously you see different grocery stores and different uh, restaurants and that sort of thing, but there's also a lot of homogenization that goes on across the country as well with so many franchises. But it really is a good way to see all the different landscapes as you're experiencing and different cultures and different peoples. And I, I'm sure that those, those are experiences and uh, uh, feelings that you'll probably treasure for the rest of your life oh certainly yeah we are incredibly grateful to be able to see so many things and people that we otherwise would have never gotten to be able to do so you said your contract is for a year uh when did it start when does it end and then what's next so it started um it was supposed to start in june but we were delayed one month so our start date was july 13th we will end june 10th i believe so that will be our year um, and that's a great question. So a lot of people typically move on to marketing or advertising agencies. Some people move internally within Craft Heinz. They go to brand management. Um, I'm thinking about going to grad school after this. So big question mark. Uh, let's see what Katie has to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually hoping to move out here to Denver. I want to work in adaptive media or sports media. So that is my trajectory. Ah, that's why you that that's why the uh, the southern route came west. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, how do you how have you liked Colorado and Denver so far? Uh, Colorado is beautiful. I actually lived here for my internship last summer, so to be back and to be back in the mountains, it's it's there's nothing like it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It feels it feels like home out here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, are you so? As you said, next time you're going to go up to Jackson, Wyoming, and head up there. Uh, maybe go around Yosemite. I don't know if they would let you in the park because you might have a moose that might get a little hungry, uh, <laughs> and so you got to watch out for that. Uh, but uh, where else? Uh, in are, are you going to go from there then south? Or are you going to travel through some of Colorado mountains? Or um, where's the uh, dust? Where's the next spot after Jackson? So we are actually not sure yet because we are going to kind of follow the events and see what's going on. So we're hoping to maybe go down through Utah, perhaps get down to Arizona and New Mexico. But it's all just kind of an adventure and we're along. We're here along for the ride. So, well, I wish you both the very best. Uh, enjoy your time in the Wienermobile. And then when you come back out in Colorado, then make sure you watch Denver 7 News. OK. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Katie Ferguson, also known as Ketchup Katie, and Rachel All, Relish Rachel, the Oscar Mayer hot dogger, is visiting Denver and Colorado, at least for right now, as they're tripping around the country. Thanks again for being here on the show. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Have a wienerful day. <laughs> I'm sure you're full of all of them. You want to get all of them off your chest right now? Well, i just like to say we really relished our time here today. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. All right, ladies, thank you so much. And you can find the girls, if you really want to find them, you can find them by looking at oscarmeyer.com slash wienermobile. 
And that's where you can click a link to find the closest Wienermobile. And once you do that, it will bring you up to a, another web page where you can enter your location and you can see a map where all the different Wienermobiles are across the country. Right now, as I'm looking at the map, there's one right here in Denver, a couple up in, um, looks like the Black Hills of South Dakota. So probably for, or just after the Sturgis rally. Uh, there's one up in Fargo, a couple more up in northern Wisconsin around Green Bay. I think that's where they're camped out, right? Uh, a couple more uh, over there in the Cleveland and Sandusky, uh, Ohio area. And it looks like that's, oh yeah, and then there's some more that are down in, um, looks like in Kentucky. Maybe there's some horse racing going on of some sort uh, going on in um, Lexington, Kentucky. So there you go. There's the uh, the Wienermobiles. By the way, I did read a story as I was researching, talking to the girls, that somebody a couple of, maybe a year or so ago was trying to sell a replica Wienermobile. Don't know how they came across owning the Wienermobile to then resell it, but maybe if you want to go buy your own Wienermobile, check out Craigslist, check out eBay, see if there's one out there. It had a listing price of only like $7,000, so uh, I think that's pretty, pretty reasonable, and then you could impersonate one of the hot doggers, one of the original hot doggers. Anyway... Thanks again to Rachel and Katie for coming on the show. And with that, I think the show is about over. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, how can we go on after that, right? I'm still trying to hook up with uh, AAA. I want to talk to Skylar McKinley next week about some of the uh, self-driving car stuff and some of the technology stuff that they say isn't working out as well as it they uh, as well as uh, some of the designers have planned. Uh, I also came across another article about uh, road tripping, and I want to bring that up maybe in the next couple of weeks. Anyway, thanks again for being here. If you want to reach the show, you always can by either sending us an email at drivingyoucrazypodcast at gmail.com, and of course, the phone number 303-832-0217. That's the place where you can leave a voicemail, and I will, if it's good enough, I'll play it right here on the program. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, washing, rinsing, and repeating. And uh, rinsing, repeat, I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> until next time, I'm Jason Luper, the traffic guy. Be safe, and as always, happy motoring.